Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Browning, running, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah, the man is a menace. Yeah, building a dynasty. Some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Sly as a fox, cultured in pop, give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box, and you cannot compare him at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire, I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, yeah, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby, go. What is going on, everybody? It is a victory Monday, at least for my Cleveland Browns, not for any of my fantasy teams. But hey, you know what? That is okay. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns are nine and three. Better, Matt. Oh wait, I guess I we are going to recap all of uh, the Sunday games from Week Thirteen. We still have three games left. Two games tonight. One that's about to start, and then obviously we have the Tuesday night game as well. Matt, how you doing on this beautiful Monday? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I know you said the game's supposed to start. I cannot figure out what channel it's on. So uh, Let's see, because I've got it on in the background here. So it is on Fox for me. Interesting. I'd imagine it's Fox for everybody. Right now it's showing pregame. That's what I'm on right now. The game's not actually on. It's uh, uh, Strahan, Tony Gonzalez, um, and whomever else. Terry Bradshaw, right? And I can't remember. Kurt Menefee, is that right? Is that who the big guy is? Yeah. The main host guy. Okay, yeah. That is showing the pregame stuff right now. Interesting. Our Fox has, Jay Glazers out there. Has Judge Greg Mathis. With uh with Michael Vick. Ah, you know, Judge Mathis, he's you know big deal probably over in the Denver area. I guess I'm sure the game will be on in a couple minutes, but I don't think it starts till four. My my TV, I'm on YouTube TV, so and it's saying that the game starts in fifteen minutes, so roughly four o'clock. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's go ahead and jump in and start breaking down some of the games from this Sunday. It was a weird one. Um, I'm sure a lot of other people probably got boned like I did. Saints beat the Falcons 21-2-6. Taysom Hill, 23 points. Kamara came back, 17 points. Thomas, 19. Traquan Smith, 13. And Jared Cook, 11. Hill looked better as a passer. Kamara got involved. We saw Cook get involved as well, a guy we kind of left for dead. Uh, are you becoming a believer in Taysom Hill? You know, I thought he looked a lot better as uh, a passer, which was which was nice. And I was, as a Kamara uh, player, you know, someone who has leaned on Kamara all season and believed in Kamara, I was uh, excited to see him actually have a good game. He didn't have a ton of in the receiving game, but he ran better, got into the end zone, at least seemed to get more involved. That uh, has to, and it seemed like they were using him a lot more than uh, Latavius Murray. So maybe the last couple of weeks, maybe they were just giving him a break. Maybe they were, yeah, you know, when they were playing Denver, they probably weren't that worried about winning. So they're like, Latavius, take take it off. But you know, I think he's he's getting better and you're seeing he's three and oh you're seeing a path to where he could it could be the guy you know i think 
both you and I think Breeze probably done after this year. So it would be nice uh, to to see them figure it out. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they take anybody in the draft. I mean, they did pay Taysom Hill a lot of money this offseason, so maybe they do plan on keeping him as uh, as the guy moving forward. We, we Nobody knows for Sean Payton, so. At least one more year, maybe. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what they do. But yeah, he's definitely obviously helped Kamara bounce back a little bit. You know, if you were, although you probably weren't playing Jared Cook at this point with as bad as he's been the past couple of weeks with Taysom Hill, if you had the balls to do it, he came through for you with those 11 points. We'll see if that continues. Obviously, Atlanta's uh, passing defense has kind of been one of those get-right defenses for fantasy offenses. So I don't know how much we'll take away from this, but it was good to see all those guys get involved, especially in Week 13 if you were really needing a win uh, to get into the playoffs. On Atlanta's side, Matt Ryan, 12 points, Gurley, 3, Julio Jones, 15, Calvin Ridley, 15, and Hayden Hurst, 1. Atlanta's offense continues to struggle here. Uh, what are your thoughts on them moving forward? I think for me, the only guys I'm trusting are Julio and Ridley. I feel like we've both kind of jumped off the Gurley train a couple weeks ago anyways, uh, but Matt Ryan has really not been playing well. Yeah, I mean, Gurley seems to be, if you get a touchdown, you're there, but he didn't look great running. Not, their team didn't look great running. Ryan's been a little inconsistent. Um, you know, might help if they're not playing the Saints defense. The Saints defense is, is pretty good. But we haven't seen a good game from them probably in two or three weeks. Even last week when they blew out the Raiders, it wasn't really because the offense was doing a ton. Um, you know, Hayden Hurst has an incredible story for my cause, my cleats, but uh, we haven't seen him do a lot in his cleats uh, the yeah. last few weeks. I know that's been that's been tough. They just feel out of sync. And I think there's a lot of questions about what Atlanta is going to be going forward. So, you know, as we turn into the, to the fantasy playoffs, guys like Julio and Ridley, you're still playing, but you probably have other options other than Gurley or you wouldn't be in the fantasy playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll, let's be honest. If you drafted him in say the fourth, fifth, sixth round of your, your fantasy draft redraft leagues, he's paid off for you for the most part. Like you got your value out of him getting him that late as an RB two. I just, I don't know if you can trust on him moving forward. This whole offense just does not look great. I mean, Julio and Ridley, I'm trusting just because of the volume they get at receiver. You know, I, I've pivoted off of Hayden Hurst, uh, not quick enough as it's probably not going to save my fantasy seasons at this point. But uh, yeah, for me, I'm with you, Julio and Ridley moving forward. Uh, Lions beat the bears here. 34 to 30 Stafford, 26 points, AP 17, Marvin Jones, 25, Quintez Cephas 14 and TJ Hawkinson 15 as well. The team released Marvin Hall and took a look at younger guys here like Quintez Cephas. Do you think he is a good buy low for dynasty? I do. I think we've seen him have a couple of uh, good games. Allegedly, that's why they released Marvin Hall was to take a look at some uh, some of their younger players and to see what they could do. Um, I know there was, you know, obviously they used Mohamed Sanu yesterday, so it wasn't all younger guys. And but Marvin Jones, you figure may not. We had talked about before Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola. You don't know if they're going to be there. You don't know what the situation is with Galladay. It's been a real lost season with Galladay. Uh, Cephas was a guy that I liked and wrote about a little bit for Dynasty Nerds preseason. I thought he had a a clearer path to playing, and we've seen some of those guys who have had a clearer path where there isn't great depth or great options behind a main guy get on the field. I was encouraged by what I saw yesterday. I think Detroit basically 
yesterday and the next four weeks are kind of auditioning for the future because we already yeah. know they removed the GM, they removed the coach. They're going to make some changes. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Cephas is a guy I know some. I believe uh, both you and Dennis were kind of high on him coming out of the, out of the draft, at least with the landing spot there in Detroit. No, he might be primed for a a very big breakout second year, especially if they don't bring back Galladay because he will be a free agent. So we'll see what they do there. Uh, but I'm with you, Cephas. Cephas, if you can buy him, uh, I would. I don't. I don't know how much he would cost for for some dynasty owners. I know some people have been high on him. Some people may not even know who he is still. Uh, but I, I'm with you. I'd buy on him if I could. On Chicago's side here, Mitch Trubisky, 13 points. David Montgomery, 27. Allen Robinson, 13, and Cole Komet, 14. Montgomery has been on a tear. Uh, do you like him moving forward through the fantasy playoffs? You know, he's looked really good. I think it's going to depend some on matchups, but I was encouraged that Chicago actually ran the ball 31 times yesterday. I think we've talked about the week before it was a big play, um, but they, they hadn't really, you know, 11 carries you're on the fence. He got 17 carries yesterday and he's getting passing game work. I am a little bit encouraged by that. And I think at the very least, I feel good about him being a solid RB too. Yeah, I would say as long as Mitch Trubisky is the starter, I am I am good with David Montgomery. I think that's been the biggest thing is that in college, we saw what me and Dennis fell in love with David Montgomery is that he is great when he has a quarterback who plays under center. That's just where he seems to run better out of. When Nick Foles is out there, they play shotgun a lot more. David Montgomery is just not that kind of runner. So I do think if Mitch is out there, David Montgomery is good to go. We've seen it. Whenever Mitch is out there, David Montgomery just looks like a completely different back. So as long as they don't say, hey, we're starting Nick Foles next week, I'm with you. I'm firing up David Montgomery. Do you, I mean, do you think they're going to go back to Foles? I think they've looked better with Mitch Trubisky. I mean, it's funny because I know, I mean, we both have a ton of respect for Nick. Uh, Nick Whalen, who, I mean, is, is a great just football mind he's coached and not in the NFL but he's coached college high school uh very good at scouting and then he's been very on the fence or not on the fence very adamant that Nick Foles should be the starter so I don't know I'm with you I feel like Mitch has looked better for that offense now maybe that's because I look through it with my Allen Robinson glasses on where he just seems to play so much better with Mitch uh but I, I just don't see how they can go back to him I mean I know that they were pretty much five and zero, and and they Mitch won two of those, and then they brought Foles in, and he kind of r- rolled off the next three because he came in in the end of whatever, like the second half of that third win. What they I were behind, the, I think it was of the fourth win. Was it? I thought it was the third because I thought they were behind in that game, and then Foles came in and brought him back, and they won because they were down like three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. They come back and win it. Maybe they and, were two and one with Trubisky, and then Foles came in. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, I just I think that they've looked better. So I, I would keep Mitch out there. Next up, the game, and now I couldn't get the highlights cut up just yet, but I gotta I gotta give a little love to my guy. Warm ups, not really, but when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Total yards, Tennessee had twenty eight, and the Browns had uh, the ball for almost twelve minutes. Nick Chubb lines up as a fullback in front of Kareem Hunt. Third down and goal. Mayfield's going to throw. He throws. End zone. <laughs> Touchdown. Kendall Lamb. Uh, we're opening up the back pages of the playbook today. Now, don't be jealous, Doug. <laughs> Austin Hooper trying to get lined up. Donovan Peoples-Jones trying to get lined up. He'll go wide right. Hunt in the backfield. Hooper now goes down tight to the line. Harrison Bryant motions back into the backfield. Mayfield from under center. Play action fake. 
Bootlegs it out to the right. He's throwing down the right sideline. He's got Peoples Jones wide open. He's gone. 20, 10, 5, touchdown. 75 yards on one play. And that touchdown is brought to you by Universal Windows Direct. I love Baker Mayfield, man. I love him. What a fucking game by that guy right there. I especially love that last gift. I don't know if you saw that. I, I retweeted out to run 45 yards down the field and celebrate that touchdown with Hollywood Higgins. Amazing. But obviously had an amazing game here as the Browns beat the Titans 41-35. Final score is not indicative of that game. The Browns controlled that game for the most part. Baker Mayfield, 29 points. Nick Chubb, 17. Jarvis Landry, 20. And Richard Higgins, 21. Baker, the touchdown Baker, is back. The Browns come up big. How are you feeling about their offense? You know, I said last week I thought it was encouraging to see them be able to win by passing. Um, because there were going to be times where they're, if you're too predictable, that's where you get into trouble. And I think they did that again. They came out and uh, kind of blew Tennessee out of the water. It looked like Tennessee was ready to receive Chubb and Hunt. Um, you know, the only thing that, that then, you know, if you're going back to fantasy, um, you might start worrying about the viability. Uh, you know, we had Hunt up there almost as an RB1 for a while. Yeah. Now, low-end RB2. Uh, because now they're actually getting everybody involved. And it was, you know, just about the time we talked about, no, we can't play driver's Landry anymore. He should be in your lineup. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. A lot of the two QB leagues where I have Baker and the super flex, I'm feeling better about that today. Yeah. Uh, you know, the past couple of weeks it's, you know, Herbert's been carrying my Herbert Baker super flex this week. Baker did that job. Uh, keep wow. carrying our boy Herbert. So uh, I, I think they look good. Nine and three. Next next week's a big test to me, too. Yep. Yeah, it is. You come out and you do the same thing and hip check the Ravens. You're on the way to not just making the playoffs, but potentially, you know, if they can get that fifth seed, you're talking about possibly getting Tennessee again or Indianapolis because it feels like the South winner is now sinking towards yeah. that four. I mean, you could be right back to this game that we saw yesterday and Honestly, what changes for Tennessee? Their defense, I don't know. Tennessee and now Indianapolis, their defense has been a little bit of a liability the yeah. last few weeks. I mean, Indianapolis, we'll talk about them in a minute, should have lost to the Texans. Yeah, oh yeah, I agree. I just, I feel like Tennessee scares me more than Indy for some reason. I don't know why. I just, they, they scare me offense. a little bit more. They yeah. have a real offense. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was a great game. I loved, I, I paid a lot of attention to the stuff Stefanski was saying after the game. And I love that he brought up exactly what you said. And that's why I, I've been posting everywhere. This is how you can see how much coaching matters. If we would have hired Stefanski last year instead of Freddie Kitchens, I think this is the team we would have seen last year. And, and so to see it now, like it's still hard for some Browns fans to believe we're this good, but Stefanski has completely flipped the mindset of this team. He brought up what you said, like, hey, we came out there. We wanted to throw the ball in the Titans because we knew they were looking to stop us from running the ball. So what did we do? We flipped the script. We threw the ball so that then we could then run the ball later in the game. And it worked out magnificently. And I think it goes back to two for me, stuff that I said at the beginning of the year. We needed to wait to see what Baker did coming out of the bye week because, again, new offense, new offensive coordinator, new system, no real offseason. And I was trying to pull it up, what he's done. I don't, I'll, I'll bring it up tomorrow, but I, I can, I know outside of the fumble, which happened yesterday, 
he hasn't had a turnover since week five. He has not thrown an interception. And then he obviously had the fumble on the, the keeper yesterday, which it is what it is. I honestly don't care about that. But, I mean, that's the one turnover he's had since week five. He's been a, a lot better. Did you see his interview afterward? No. Oh, I, uh, they, no, I don't think so. They asked him, you know, what has helped and stuff. And he, he just looked at the camera and he was like, I asked myself, is this something an idiot would do? And if the answer is yes, I just don't do that. Good. Hey, I love it. I love I love the swaggers coming back. I love it all. And I'm with you. This week is going to be the big test on Monday Night Football. You know, can they come out? And we've seen Stefanski get, in my opinion, stymied twice. I know some people said that he got outcoached in the Raiders game. I don't necessarily think so. I think that was more just a weather thing. They were in the game for the entire game. It was just, they just, they got beat. Baltimore and and John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin and the Steelers outcoached Stefanski, in my opinion. They they could not make any adjustments. It was just a bad game. Can can that switch? Because I will say I think Vrabel is a very good coach for what he's been able to do with Tennessee. Vrabel and that defense could not figure out how to stop that offense yesterday, and and that's what you love to see. So can they do that against the big boys? We will find out Monday night. As for Tennessee. They did come back in this game. They, they came out in the second half and started getting their offense rolling a little bit. The only player that really didn't get rolling was Derrick Henry. You got Tannehill coming in with 27 points. Henry just five. Corey Davis, 35 points. And A.J. Brown, 10. I will say, I do think the ankle injury came into play a little bit there with Brown in the second half because uh, he looked almost unstoppable uh, in yeah. the first half. He, he, was, he was on fire. I think the ankle injury might have hampered him a little bit more in that second half. Uh, but Tennessee's liability on defense was too big. Uh, is this going to hurt them in their playoff chances? Yeah, I mean, I think that defense is killer. We, you know, it's their offense has played pretty well, but we've talked about at times, you know, them having to just try to score a million points. And that's kind of what happened yesterday. Your Your offense can't be what you want it to be. If you're down, they got down huge. You know, they were down 17 nothing. They fight their way down there and score. And then immediately that defense just gets blown out of the water on the Donovan Peoples Jones 75 yard touchdown. And all of a sudden you're down 24 yeah. 7. I, I think that defense is a huge liability. That's what happened in their first game with the Colts. They were pretty even. And then all of a sudden they're just down 17 points. And they can come back a little bit, but, you know, it's tough to come back all the way. And I think that makes them even, a, even though I think they probably hold on and win the South, I think that's a, a liability that starts to rear its ugly health a lot more. You think about the teams, Cleveland probably going to be up in there. Buffalo has a pretty good pass offense. Steelers have a dang good pass offense and freaking, we just saw Tyree kill go for almost 300 yards in week 11. And Travis Kelsey looked like an un- unstoppable warrior the next week if you can't defend against the pass you're gonna have a hard time yeah i'll, I'll be interested to see if if they're able to make any changes because they've been very flippant on defense we've seen some weeks they've been very good and other weeks they haven't i'll go back to just the the colts game was that last week right they played the colts last week they looked a lot better against that offense there's been other teams that they've actually played buffalo they stymied as well like they've looked good against good offenses and then other times they don't i don't want to say the browns aren't a good offense because i do think they are but it's one of those things where i wonder 
I think Tennessee's defense is good enough that if they get fired up for a game, they can win you a game, but they're not going to be consistent if they make the playoffs, which I do expect them to do, but it's, they're definitely not the playoff. They're not the defense we saw last year, which I think could have carried them to a Super Bowl. Next up, the Dolphins beating the Bengals here 19 to 7 on on this ugly game. Yeah, uh, so uh, both uh, on the out. field and uh, emotions as well. <laughs> uh, Bernard just four points, uh, Tyler Board 14 before he got ejected. Uh, the Bengals, uh, I guess, uh, are you avoiding them for your fantasy playoffs? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, they, no, their their thing looked ugly, and Tyler Boyd got a 72 yard touchdown, or else, yeah, his, his day does not look like that yeah. you know bernard we've talked about you know it, it wasn't just mixon and uh burrow that we're having trouble behind that offensive line everybody is and brandon allen snow joe burrow yeah that is for sure on miami side we saw Tua uh was ready and available and he did play he gets you 16 points miles gaskin returns from the ir and gets you 14 points they did not hold him back one bit Parker gets you seven points before he as well gets ejected, and Mike Gasicki comes up big. He had mentioned that he was to his go-to guy. Sure looked like it in this one, getting 23 points. Ugly game. What are you thinking of the Dolphins moving forward, who, again, are right in the thick of a playoff race and move back to Tua Tonga of Iowa at quarterback? You know, and I, I thought he looked uh, he looked okay. It was a little bit of a sluggish start. They were behind for uh you know a while uh but then coming out and you know it's been nice to see Mike Gusecki come on a guy that we thought was going to have a good year ends up having you doing pretty well uh I don't think he's as good for fantasy as uh, Fitzpatrick was especially for consistency of probably Parker and some of the wide receivers but he's been playing pretty good I didn't even think he played that poorly against Denver, they had trouble blocking at times and he was missing a few guys, but um, I think they can be a playoff team. I don't know how seriously I would take them as a challenger right now. They probably need some, some other pieces and some other things, but you know, they, they've steadily just crept along eight and four. There's nothing to uh, sneeze at. Yeah. So they're the six seed right now. Last I saw, correct. So, That would put them up against two Buffalo. Oof, that'd be a good one, I think. Yeah, because uh, you know you're talking about kind of Buffalo would be the four seed, strength or three against, seed, strength right? against strength. Yeah, Buffalo right now is tracking to be the third seed. Apparently, uh, the football game is not being played here. Oh, oh, really? For you guys, it's on yeah. TV for me. It's about to start. I need Deontay Johnson to have the game a game tonight. Fox, otherwise, I'm out. Fox so. has uh, Fox in Colorado has decided to play the People's Court, and let me tell you, I would <laughs> like to file a grievance. I imagine it's got to be on TV somewhere. I know it's yeah, it's it's Fox for me, Channel Four. I don't know. Yeah, it says Fox is the national. It's not on FS1. Yeah. Ah, that sucks, man. I'm not gonna lie. That sucks. I mean, I'm a, I don't really want to be watching it because I have a feeling like I just I'm just tormenting myself at this point. There's almost no way I make it back. Fucking Patriots defense bullshit. So I'm probably gonna. My just God, that game. 
I know because I had Herbert thoughts. going as my quarterback too, and it's just that game. Anyways, um, speaking of the Browns and the Detroit Lions, and the Lions cutting Marvin Hall, the Browns have claimed Marvin Hall off waivers, so Marvin Hall could be coming to the Cleveland Browns now. Apparently, I think that's I mean, mostly because of Kaderil Hodge being out. I, I'm yeah, maybe as a deathbed. I don't know about you, but I was some. I thought People Jones looked okay. Higgins has looked good. Landry's looked good. I yeah, don't know I, if I would mess with my. No, I don't. I don't think he's going to be a fantasy guy or anything for that. I just think it's more of a depth thing. I think Hodge being out for the past two weeks is more of he's he's going to be probably going back on IR. It's blacked out locally in a bunch of the country. Well, it's not blacked out for me, so let's go. Although I do have on YouTube TV, I don't know if that matters or not because I've seen a lot of games that supposedly say they're blacked out and I've been able to watch. So, but I'll have it on. You can watch me get really pissed off as Juju goes for like 20 points in this one and knocks me out of my really only big playoff uh, chase uh, league right now. Uh, The Vikings win against the Jaguars, 27-24. James Robinson, 22 points. LaVisca Chenault, 15. Man, am I glad I didn't play DJ Chark because he did absolutely nothing. My friend had Chark going in a game that he needed. I I was was like, like, I was this close to doing it. And at the last minute, I was like, I'm just going to leave Zeke in. I've rode with him all season. Might as well just do it. Uh, Jaguars almost pull off the win here. Uh, but should they be trying to win? <sighs> I mean, I really oh, yeah. don't. I don't. That's right. I forgot about that. Do you have Sunday ticket, Matt? No, I would assume I, not because you've got Denver or you're in Denver. I, I know. I don't have uh, Sunday ticket, and that is what it's saying. That's Wait, how you I think they said yesterday. It. I think they said yesterday it's free, though. When I was watching Red Zone, I could have swore Andrew Siciliano said you can go to the Red Zone channel and it's free for anybody who wants to watch it tomorrow. I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive that's what he said. Yeah, they are. It looks like they are showing it. So, yeah, I'm almost positive now that I think about it. Thank you, Dennis. Look at that. Chiming in on the Sunday show. Yeah, I, I, I was about to say, I thought Andrew Siciliano said that because I had Red Zone up after the uh, hey, look, Browns game yesterday. Either it's for free or I hit something and I've bought something for a couple hundred dollars. It won't be a couple hundred dollars now at this point. You only got a couple more weeks left. It'll be like, yeah, that'll probably be like 140. But anyways. Yeah, you don't know AT&T. AT&T, AT&T, if they can find a way to screw you. Oh, will, trust me, have it. AT&T. So I know. Yeah. I understand. Uh, so <laughs> back to the game. Uh, yeah, Chark, man, I don't know. They should not be trying to, it was kind of fascinating yesterday. The we've talked about Marone is trying to win. I think yeah, he made no bones yeah. about it. Um, I don't think they should be trying to win, but both them and the Jets, you would think to yourself, guys, just just play, just play it out. You know, the Jets got so upset about losing, they fired the defensive coordinator this morning. I'm like, yeah. dude, did you a favor? But, oh, yeah, for sure. Jaguars, you know, come back, uh, tie the game, force it into overtime, and they had to hit a touchdown and a two-point conversion. I don't think they should be trying to win, but darn sure looks like they are trying to win. And if the first player of the game isn't a deep pass to James Washington, this is going to be a great day. Really? Oh, man. That. I'm not. It's I'm, I'm on YouTube TV, so it's behind. I didn't know that. I need, uh, I mean, look, as long as it's not Juju and Deontay and Zeke come up big, I'm good. Let's not give the ball to Juju at all, if possible. Let's, you know, 
I'm um, sure other people are. That's counting your on personal him, feeling. Is someone else can, can he can he roll his ankle and be out for the rest of the game? I'd appreciate it. I need I need this. All right, I really do need this. It's not a. Oh, he didn't catch it. I thought maybe he caught no, it. No, he, right, anyways. he didn't catch it. But the fact that they're targeting James Johnson, I'm waiting for Ray Ray McLeod. Well, oh, you know what? That That's a bad who, thing. Wait, I think that is who. Yes. Good God. Uh, I'm going to have to turn this off, Pittsburgh. Come on. I think that's what they actually said, though, because of the secondary that Washington has. I know I was listening to someone this morning saying that that is the matchup, actually, James Washington, because you got Darby on Claypool, and I can't remember who is going to be on, uh, uh, my goodness, uh, uh, Deontay. So that's whatever. I've resigned myself to the loss already. Second year in a row, I'm not going to make the playoffs in this league. After winning three of four, it's very, very last time I Last time I looked, they didn't uh, resurrect the Legion of Boom and put them in Washington to cover all these right receivers. Well, that's think, true. But you would have to play their the defense is pretty Ray good. Ray no, I don't I, think you I have agree, to but if Benny Snell is the only option, you're probably not into running. Oh, I don't I think they're going to run anyways. Yeah, we talked about yeah. this last week. Five you know, carries. He, what's it? Uh, is it Randy Finger? I mean, he threw the ball 50 times last week and what was set up to be a run first game. So, yeah, I don't think they're going to run it much today either. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll let you on Jacksonville. I mean, it's easy for us to say they shouldn't be winning because we want them to get a good quarterback. But the players are out there because they want to win, obviously. And Doug Marone does too. He doesn't want to sit there and probably his end. Well, not probably his final season, the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach be a uh, one in 15. So I, I'd imagine he he's trying to win games, Minnesota, Kirk cousins, get 21, uh, Dalvin cook, 23, Jefferson, 27, Adam Thielen, 21. The Vikings are back in the playoff race after struggling early, but they just struggled against the Jags and the Panthers at home. Do you think that they can really make it into the playoffs? <sighs> I think they can make it into the playoffs if only because San Francisco has a tough road and the Cardinals are just struggling mightily. Yeah. But it has to give you a moment of pause. I thought they were actually going to lose to Carolina last week. They went all the way to the end, and here they let the Jaguars come all the way back and tie them, and you had to go. There was a minute 41 left in overtime when they kicked that field goal. It's not like they even put it away convincingly in – in overtime, but they've come a long way from a team that started one and five that started trading players. I thought they had given up on the season. And now if the playoffs start today, they're the seventh seed. So it's a matter of whether they can hold on. I think uh, last night they were discussing on football night in America that on paper, the Cardinals have an easier schedule. I don't know if I believe that with having to play the Rams again and, and some of the other teams that they're playing, they just don't look like they're right. The Vikings, have a lot of offense. I don't know about that defense. They're another one that, you know, their defense is even more of a liability than Tennessee. They, they have to put up a lot of points, uh, but Kirk cousins has, I, he, he's never, you know, he's not been my favorite dude, but yeah. he has looked uh, clutch when they've needed him, you know, winning on Monday night football. They had a nice quality win against green Bay in the second matchup, you know, coming out, looking a little better. So they, they've shown sparks of life five and one in their last six. Yeah. I mean, Hey, I guess good for them if they make it. I, I, I feel like that's the one thing Vikings fans don't want. They probably want the better draft pick at this point to try and help their team out. And they're probably going to end up finishing well, like eight and eight. 
I mean, if you've ended up as the seventh seed in the NFC, which will probably be the lowest of the playoff teams, you're really still kind of middle of the pack in the draft, and their biggest need has got to be offensive line or some defensive playmakers. You can usually get those kind of things in the middle of the first round. Yeah, defensive line, defensive help for sure. I don't know about offensive line. I think it's going to be kind of a, a weak class. I wouldn't be surprised if the top three guys are gone before we we get to the Vikings. Uh, the Raiders uh, miraculously pull off a win against the can, Jets. Can we talk about for a minute? Had the Raiders lost that game, there's no way they make the playoffs, right? I no. mean, I'm still tenuous on them getting back into the playoffs if that's the way they're playing. But it looked like for wow. a long time they were losing that game. Yeah, I mean, if, if Greg Williams doesn't decide to call a zero blitz with no time well, left and allow Henry Ruggs, of all people, to run free in the secondary, well, just they were, me. When they did the long shot, that he could have hit the receiver on either side. The question partially was, you know, I talked about Baker in the and kind of the swagger there with the, you know, I just think, what would an idiot do? And then yeah. I don't do that. Derek Carr just says, oh, you know, Gruden's prepared us so well, you know, when I see them all coming for me, all I, I know all I have to do is step up and put the ball in the receiver's hands. He literally had had the same opportunity on the drive before and airmailed yeah. it out of the end zone. So yeah. I was a little bit like, bro. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I guess good for the Raiders, but Carr 31 points. Of course, Devontae Booker just six, like we all predicted. Henry Ruggs 15 and Darren effing Waller, who I had to be going up against in like six of my eight leagues that I was going to try and make the playoffs in 45 points. I mean, Waller was just absolutely on fire in this one. And uh, what are we doing with Booker now? Just hoping Josh Jacobs is back next week. Because if Josh Jacobs isn't on the field, Booker has no value whatsoever. Well, it was a super bummer because it should have been a good matchup. You know, I guess part of it, shockingly, is the Raiders got behind, so they had to throw a lot more. Um, but that that was probably the biggest. Well, no, when we get to Kansas City, that'll be the biggest kind of fu from a running back uh, of the week. But this this had probably, I'm guessing, cost a lot of people uh, an opportunity to to win you know, to move on because it looked like a great waiver picker. I know I grabbed him in quite a few spots and was excited to slam him into my lineup. Oh yeah. There were a lot of people that were, I didn't get him in any of mine, but I know a bunch of people who were excited to get him and that. Yeah. It, there was quite a few players, him, Justin Herbert as well, who unfortunately just killed you in, in your biggest week. I mean, the one week I needed him to do what he's been doing. He, he comes up short. Uh, the jet side here, Darnold 20 points. Uh, Ty Johnson, 19, and Jamison Crowder, 21. The Jets nearly win this, but the defense blows it. Greg Williams did get fired for that, although I think he should have been promoted to head coach. What do I know? Or promoted uh, to GM. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what, what are your thoughts? Operations. I, I guess in a way. Like, wait, wait, wait. Are we about to lose Trevor Lawrence? I guess they wanted to win. I don't know. I I, I get it. You don't want to go zero and sixteen. It's not a stigma you want on your franchise. I, I understand. I my team has done it, but man, like you want I mean, Trevor Lawrence, right? 
is Gase literally doing some of these things to try to prove that he's doing a good coaching job? And you know what? Miraculously, they may actually have some talented players. A couple of notes from this game. First, I had Jamison Crowder in my lineup all week in a league that I needed to win. But on Sunday, I started thinking, you know, Crowder hasn't been very good and the Jets suck. And I put Noah Fant in and watched Crowder score two touchdowns in the first half and thought to myself, that's about right. That's the most 2020 thing in the world. And then I'm guessing, you know, Gore, wonderful career. I don't think they're bringing P. Ryan back. Ty Johnson looked really good. What do you think about him? I mean, I'm thinking that could be an interesting uh, pickup. I know the Raiders aren't great against the rush, but uh, that that to me stood out uh, quite a bit. Yeah, I know. I was going up against Crowder in one of those leagues, and I almost counted it as a win because like, oh, this dude's playing Crowder? He's sucked the past couple weeks, so I'm good yeah. to go. And then, nope. Nope, nope. Sam, Sam Darnold finally, and- finally remembered that his uh, man crush was playing wide receiver for him, and he's like, oh, yeah, Jameson, sorry I missed you the last two weeks. Just a oh. horrible week for me. But you know who wasn't horrible for me? Jonathan Taylor, baby. Colts beat the Texans 26-20. to Jonathan Taylor, 22 points. Naheem Hines, 12. And, of course, T.Y. Hilton, who – Everyone left for dead as well a couple weeks ago. Twenty five points. It's back to back games now for T. Y. Hilton. Is he made his, or is he moved his way back into your lineups? I mean, theoretically, he didn't die, so he should have been, uh, you know, a val- valid option. It just seemed like with Rivers and the offense, he had become a complete afterthought. But it does seem like they're back to getting to him involved and in trying to get him the ball. I'm kind of bummed out that we've seen uh, Pittman take a little bit of a step backward, but I don't know. Part of me thinks we're back in the situation where we really shouldn't trust any of the Colts receivers because you don't know which one is going to get the ball. Uh, but if you drafted Hilton, you know, and you held on to him, there are worse lottery tickets, I guess, at this point in time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, if I mean, he's he, in my opinion, he's completely killed Michael Pittman's value. So why not throw him in your lineups? Maybe you're going to be right. One of the, it's either going to be Michael Pittman or T. Y. Hilton. It seems at this point because uh, Philip Rivers on that offense can't support two wide receivers. So hopefully you pick the right one every week if you've got them both. On Houston's side, Deshaun Watson, 19 points. Uh, David Johnson, 10, and Kiki Cootie, 22 points. What do you think of? Or sorry, is it Kiki Kute? I always. I always Cootie, uh, what do you think of him moving forward? You know, we saw him come in a couple of weeks ago and, and have a decent role when they were down some receivers. Uh, it seemed like they were getting him the ball. He and, of course, the other guy that stepped up was Chad Hansen. Uh, I know we all had that in the office pool. Yeah. Um, Cooks can't be their only guy. You know, Stills was cut. Fuller can't come back. Cobb's on IR. Um Kuti a couple of years ago, you know, seemed like he was stepping up uh, at a point in time when Will Fuller was missing. You know, he he had had a few nice games, made you think he might be something. He sort of just got buried down on the depth. Oh, uh, why is Juju mad? Because uh, he dropped the ball. Fuck yeah, good. Go ahead, Juju. I'm just kidding, Juju. I love you. Don't go uh, apparently, apparently, Pittsburgh uh, has, has still not gotten over the dropsies. Uh, but, you know... Somebody's got to emerge. Yeah. It was a tough day for Houston. You got to feel bad. 
they they kept doing those sideline shots of J the look on JJ Watt's face when the snap went away from Watson and they just basically lost at the end when they were about to upend the Colts. Yeah. Uh it's been that kind of season for Houston, but Kuti's a guy I stashed in a couple of places and picked up. I think that's another guy I could have be interesting for the playoffs, depending on who all uh you have available. Yeah, uh, just a little update as we were just talking about Booker a minute ago. Looks like Josh Jacobs is likely likely going to be out this week as well, per John Gruden. So it's, <sighs> we got Booker. I, I I'm guess gonna go uh, look. I'm gonna go look. Guess uh, you know, fire him up. Yeah, well, I mean we've seen him look good. The Raiders in general, the last couple of weeks, you know, I don't know if they're just slumping they're, to the finish again or what. Yeah. They're they're, if they're playing the Colts. Yikes. I don't know how good. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm firing up Booker. Well, you know what? That's like a that's an incredible must-win game for both teams, really. Yep. Well, Colts have now jumped if I'm Colts should be at the top of the division now because Tennessee yeah. lost yesterday and they won. So they could still I don't know if they can lose and stay in first place because I don't know what the AFC tiebreakers are. I would imagine they would go back to being well, out of the wild card because they were out of it. They're tied record-wise, and Tennessee gets Jacksonville. So <clears throat> if the Colts lose and Tennessee wins, they're going to be a game back. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. They're tied, playing yeah. the kind of yeah, chase position. That's why I don't I, see Titans losing to Jacksonville. Um, so. And the way the AFC, you know, you have an 8-4 and four Dolphins team. The Raiders are now 7-5. and five. Baltimore, you figure, probably goes to 7-5. and five. I, There's not a lot of leeway, as we've talked about in the AFC. Even the Patriots yeah. now seem to have recovered themselves and are making this kind of hard charge. I told you, you wouldn't want to play any other guys probably in fantasy, but they were going to win that game. And that's, you know, special teams, defense. No, and that's the problem. That's what I'm upset about with the Patriots. Although I did pick the Chargers to win. That's, that's It's going to end up costing me. I was – I had, I had the Browns game. It looks like nobody else picked the Browns in the pick em but me, and I could have gained a game on uh, Justin there in the pick em, but me picking the Chargers over the Patriots did not help me any. So, Hey, you like who you like? No, I just I thought that this could be the one game that Herbert and them kind of get that upset win. And I, it just you know, when happen. you picked when you picked the uh, Chargers on Friday, I was thinking to myself, like, I have a great feeling about this Patriots pick. But I just yeah, feel I, like – it's one of those games where you're like, they suck, they shouldn't win, and they're going to clock someone. Yeah. Well, it's one of those where I kind of forgot about how good Bill Belichick has been against rookie quarterbacks as well. And then someone brought it up during the game, and I was like, ah, shit. This is going to be it, isn't it? And then sure enough, defense goes insane. Anyways. Yeah, uh, yeah so Rams beat the Cardinals here 38-28. Goff, 24 points. Akers, 16. Henderson, 15. Woods, 18. Cup, 15. And Tyler Higby, 12. Big win for the Rams. They're now the front runners in the NFC West. The Seattle lost to the Giants of all teams. Do the Rams stay there, though? You know, that's the thing. I think... I'm feeling a little better about the Rams. We thought they were going to split with the Cardinals and probably lose this game because, to me, this was a must-win for Arizona, and they kind of choked. Seattle, Seattle, September Seattle looked unbeatable. November, December Seattle looks questionable. And the Rams just kind of, you know, they're not incredibly flashy. They're not blowing anyone away, but they've been steady. And I think defensively, 
they've made some improvements, and that's what's really helping them. They can make some of those plays. Jayla Ramsey's back to looking more like the kind of shutdown corner we've seen in the past, which is a real weapon. Uh, you know, it's going to be a fight down to the finish, but I don't know if I feel good betting on Seattle right now because they look like they have some serious problems that aren't going away. Oof, Antonio Gibson got hurt. That's not good. Um, he just had a big run. They said he's limping off the field. I didn't see it. I'm behind. I'm getting Twitter updates, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it goes back to something I brought up a couple of weeks ago, and I'm I'm curious to uh, to figure out is we saw the past couple of years we've seen Wilson struggle mightily to start off the year, and then we get to that like halfway point, and he just goes ballistic. And now we saw him go ballistic earlier in the year, and then it looks like he's just nobody can figure out what's going on with them. I, I'm I'm yeah. curious to see if he can turn it around, but I, I'm with you. I think, you know, Sean's a guy. Hey, Sean, by the way, I talked to mom. She says hello. Call her. She misses you. But anyways, yeah, I'm all in on the Rams now, baby. I'm, I'm all in. Let's go. So is it more like Kyler who? Yeah, exactly. No, I still hope he wins the MVP because he's my MVP pick. But Kyler Murray, 16 points for the Rams. Can now, drink- has, a, has a non-playoff team ever had the winning MVP? It's a good question. I don't know. I think maybe. I think you meant Captain Kirk was your MVP. No, that's never going to happen. But I do love me some Captain Kirk. I'll always be on the Captain Clutch train. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, 19 points. So he definitely uh, shut me up and thinking Ramsey might be able to slow him down. And Dan Arnold, 20 points. Uh, Matt Berry's guy, right? And that's the guy Dennis yeah. brought up was Matt Berry's guy. Look at him. Well, I mean, it helps that he had one pass for 15 yeah, minutes. I, I was, that sort I was of. just being facetious and him being an actual relevant tight end. Uh, do the Cardinals need another receiver opposite of Hopkins to keep defenses honest? Yeah, you know, it seems weird to say because for a while we were making fun of them. It seemed like they took a million wide receivers. Obviously, they gave up on. Yeah, shouldn't have given up on Hakeem Butler. That's what, that's what you get. Or the the fact that they have this glaring need that Hakeem Butler's <laughs> playing tight end for his playing yeah. fifth string tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles probably tells you something, but I I think they do. Christian Kirk's not consistent enough to pull things away, and I think we've seen the last few weeks their teams are blanketing Hopkins, and they're shadowing Ooh. and spying on. Earth. <laughs> That's roughing the kicker. Damn it! I need the Steelers to have the ball. Speaking of limping off the field, um, oh God, Gibson, you're right. It looks like he's got the shoe off. I'm gonna cry. Anyway, uh, you know the Cardinals. They haven't gotten as much, I think, out of consistently out of Drake and Edmonds as I thought they might. Uh, Christian Kirk, we've seen him have some explosive games, but it's more been on these kind of huge explosive plays, which is what we saw. You know, Arnold has 20 points, but he gets you like 16 of those points on one play. They've had a couple of big plays, but I don't think they have enough consistency opposite DeAndre Hopkins, and it is it is hurting them. Teams are figured out, much like we've talked about Lamar Jackson, you know, teams were not going to forever not be able to stop you. Teams are now spying on Murray. They're keeping him in the pocket. They're trying to make him pass, and it doesn't look like he has the weapons. And it's weird to think a team that traded for DeAndre Hopkins and has seemingly drafted so many wide receivers with – Cliff Kingsbury really has a problem, you know, and I think part of what's hurting him now is Fitzgerald being out, not 
not a, not having that veteran guy that he's not what he once was, but he's still a guy defenses have to look at. You know, they they need something probably, and they need something defensively. They have a defensive coordinator that I'm not a fan of. Um, you know, was obviously Denver's head coach for a while. Their defense has failed them, you know, and if they're really, if you took away that kind of Hale Murray to uh, DeAndre Hopkins there, you're looking at a team that's five and seven that hasn't won in over a month. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if they do end up drafting a wide receiver, uh, is, it, is it Steve Kime, right? Is he the general manager for the yep. Arizona Cardinals? You know, just Amari Rogers, Tamori and Terry, Tutu Atwell. There you go. You need yourself a slot wide receiver because – He's someone in the short area of the field that's going to help out Kyler Murray. Someone he can dump the ball off to. Because Larry, I mean, um, if I think if Larry Fitzgerald was not hurt, or no, he's he went out with COVID, didn't he? He's out with COVID, yeah, and he's been out for a few weeks with COVID. We've seen yeah. Andy Isabella at times, but that doesn't really seem like. Uh, I mean, I try to tell people back then he wasn't good. Just because he got drafted over Hakeem Butler doesn't mean you're good. I mean, well, I mean you have him, you have Keyshawn Johnson, who they've tried to not get good. Well, yeah, obviously none of it's worth well, it. Yeah, that's my point. Even Christian Kirk, I think I'm he's, leaning. For I a think, while there, I thought maybe he was actually showing you to be a complimentary, but I, yeah. I think he's like a third receiver kind of the guy. The issue with Kirk is I think he is a he's a slot wide receiver, and they're trying to force him to play on the outside, and that's just not his game. I, I think that's the biggest issue. Like, I really think if they draft – so I guess you shouldn't draft a um, – let me see here. Chris Olave, go Tyler Wallace, Terrace Marshall. Well, Terrace Marshall probably go in the first round. Get someone opposite of Hopkins like you were talking about. And you move Kirk into the slot, I actually think he will blow up next year. But he's just not an outside wide receiver, in my opinion. That that's And when they drafted him, that's what I said. I was like, okay, so you guys drafted the heir apparent for, for Larry Fitzgerald, who I thought was going to retire after a year, and then he's played like three more. So it's – it's but been one of those things hanging in there, and you'd like to see him at least get back to the playoffs. I think that's what he's yeah. hanging in there because he thinks they can they can do it, and they've been so yeah, tantalizing. Yeah. You know, they could get in this year, and that would be a, a great story. I just don't think they can really compete until they get yeah. something else. They they're a little too one dimensional. This is a flag fest going on over here. Yeah, has flat the last cup. Maybe playing on a weekday afternoon doesn't suit them. All right, so uh, Giants, as we mentioned, pulled the upset on the Seahawks, 17-12 to 12 here. Wayne Gallman, 13 points. Alfred Morris, of course, gets a rushing and receiving touchdown, huh. 17 points. Evan Ingram, 7. Uh, are the Giants for real? I believe you picked them to win the NFC East. Uh, or second, I went with did. Washington. Oh, Dennis did? Okay. I know I, I went Washington, so. I picked the Cowboys, so. Gotcha. I have no. no well, that, technically, that was, they're all still in it, so. That was I mean, that was pre-Thanksgiving before I realized that they they sucked. Yeah. Although I guess you know, yeah, I I mean, had we, eleven weeks of evidence. Yeah, we, we've had some evidence beforehand, but I understand still believing in them. So uh, find find somebody who believes in you and loves you as much as Jason Garrett believes and loves in Alfred Morris. Yeah, I mean that's really the. Uh, but Gallman Gal- has looked good. Ingram has stayed healthy and has looked good. Joe Judge. Seems to, you know, maybe much like we talked about Flores, you know, by the by this time last year, we were kind of seeing the Dolphins uh, showing up on, you know, buying into that culture, playing pretty well defensively, getting it done offensively. The Giants have that same kind of feel, only they're actually in a division where six or seven wins gets you to the promised land. 
they're up they're five and seven now even if washington wins washington would be behind them because they got swept so washington actually has to get a a game ahead of the giants to even be able to win the eagles two you know game and a half back look lost to the cowboys i imagine will be two full games back after they lose tomorrow the Giants look pretty good. They This was not one of the games we thought was one of their winnable games. When we looked yeah. at their schedule and we thought it was more favorable, none of us were like, chalk up a win in Seattle. And then the Giants, the Giants might get back to 500, which would be kind of – I mean, it would make us feel better as football fans that every team in the playoffs was at least 500 or better. But that seemed like an impossibility a few weeks ago, and yeah. they've made us believers. Colt McCoy beats Russell Wilson in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly don't care if they're 500 or not. I just want to see, uh, I just want to see him play a good game. And I, I, Hey, you know what? I'll say it again. I've been saying for weeks now, this defense is actually pretty good and nobody else wants to see to give them credit. They, their defense is pretty good. If they can get legit offensive play from which I think Daniel Jones, they've been saying Daniel Jones won't be out that long. So, you know, I don't know who they play next week, but if they can keep not turning the ball over, if you continue down this path, uh, you know, based on what we've been seeing right now and the Rams are able to hold serve, Seattle has to go to the New York Giants to open the playoffs. That would be probably your 5-4 matchup. That's all right. Just but that would be once. hilarious. That would be hilarious, you know. Yeah. Uh, on Seattle's side, Wilson 15 points, Chris Carson 20, DK Metcalf 13, Tyler Lockett 12. Should you be worried about your Seattle Seahawks players as we move into the fantasy playoffs? Yeah, because they've looked real mortal for a while there. You know, Lockett and Metcalf seem like pretty fair bets to be, you know, if not both wide receiver ones, a wide receiver one and a high wide. But, um, you know, the passing game hasn't looked steady. Wilson hasn't looked comfortable. Carson's been okay, but not exceptional. Seattle has some issues and they still have to play the Rams again. You know, I think that that game takes on a lot more uh, meaning as we go down the stretch here. Seattle has to play some teams that have playoff aspirations. They are running out of time to get it together. They, they have cooled way off from what they look like in the first part of the year. No one's talking about Russell Wilson in the MVP discussion anymore. Old James Washington out here having the game of his life. Today. And, and, Ray, and Ray Ray McLeod, and it looks like we're going to get some Anthony McFarland. This is, uh, this is 2020, guys. Like everybody uh, needed. Yeah, I mean, really, I think the Seahawks, well, I guess you can't say the Jets are a gimme matchup, but, I mean, I, I do, I'm with you. Their last three matchups are not easy. And, and Washington, who, you know, we've seen them play good teams, and they're, I mean, again, it's early obviously, but so far they've done a good job here against Pittsburgh. And then you get Rams 49ers. So it's going to, it's yeah. going to be tough. Well, and oddly the Jets are seemingly trying to get it done. Wouldn't it be funny if the Jets lost Trevor Lawrence and beating Russell Wilson? Yes and no. I mean, I would hate it just because I don't want to see fields end up with the Jets. So that's why I would hate it because I'm pretty sure that would put Jacksonville as the uh, number one pick. And then, yeah, I mean, it'd be great for Chark. Whichever one Chark gets, he's going to be fine. And Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. I'd hate to see Justin Fields go to the Jets, man. Poor kid. It'd probably ruin his career. You know, among the many things that we can hold against Mike Glennon, I think forgetting that DJ Chark played for your team has got to be pretty high up there. 
Yeah, especially because I don't know how you feel about this. I feel like you probably aren't going to be a big fan. I don't know. Maybe you're maybe you're supportive of his or not. I can't remember. But uh, all the rumors are that uh, if if because I guess they can't say that he will be fired if Gase gets fired, that uh, it's the Josh McDaniels show coming to the New York Jets. Well, then you should hope no one that you like ends up in the Jets. I don't like. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to be that good, so I'm fine going him to the Jets. Let's keep fields away from him if possible. There are uh, jock straps waiting to be washed around the country that have more coaching acumen than Josh McDaniels. Hey, hire Sean McVay's brother. I'm available. I could. I, I you know I play a lot of Madden. I think I know what I'm doing. I'm just kidding. I would. I would be horrible. Uh, Packers beat the Eagles thirty two sixteen. For Philly side, Jalen Hurts, 9 points. Greg Ward, 14. Jalen Rager, 11. Dallas Goddard, 11. Have we reached the Jalen Hurts era in Philly? 100%. You know, I know they can't get rid of Carson Wentz because we've talked about it. 59-something million, and then just like 30 million the the following year. But he didn't look good. They put Hurts in. I was actually watching. That was America's Game of the Week that was on. Uh, well, we were having our cookie baking party yesterday that I was watching my friend. Hertz gave them a lift. He looked like he was more mobile to get away and was getting the ball out. He found Greg Ward on a nice touchdown, seemed to inspire the team. Rager with that, you know, just like they drew it up, muffed punt that he returns for a touchdown. Uh, if that game would have probably gone another quarter and the Eagles were capable of tackling Aaron Jones. It would have been interesting to see what happened, but I think Hertz had him playing better. And honestly, at this point in time, you're three, eight and one, you got to make a change. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I know uh, what was it? He had a conference today. Doug Peterson, had a press conference today where he wasn't committing to either quarterback. So we'll see what happens. I mean, so, I don't disagree with you. I mean, Jalen Rager was starting to get involved. He was making plays, Like I talked about last week, my biggest thing was when he came out of the draft, I didn't think he was ready to be a quarterback uh, yet. I I thought he was a raw quarterback prospect. The one thing we have not seen is what he's been doing in practice. So there's no way for me to know for sure if he's improved at all. If I mean, he looked good last night. Now, granted, Packers defense isn't top tier. I mean, Jair Alexander's a beast. They've got a pretty good defensive front that we saw Jalen Hurts kind of took advantage of. When they pressured him, he was able to move out of the pocket. It's what he did in college as well. He's got good legs. Uh, I'll be interested to see if they decide to go with him, though, um, with uh, next week, uh, which they well, have. Who do they play next week? I'll look it up. I think the thing is, you saw him come out there. You saw him play a little bit better. You're You're kind of fading out of it. They play the Saints. They're home for the Saints, and they're at the Cardinals, at the Cowboys, home for Washington. So not the most favorable schedule, but it could. it's probably Taysom Hill for another week because I know they said Breeze was getting better, but um, I don't really see a reason why they're making a change. You know, I I think the, the, the cries, the outcry for Hurts to get on the field is only going to get louder from here if you don't play him. And I think you're doing Carson Wentz a disservice if you don't put Hurts out there. People need to see what Hurts has. Maybe he isn't the answer. Maybe you're right about that. Ooh, it looks like Gibson hurt his foot. That looks like turf toe or a broken toe. That's not a good sign. Um, but, you know, I think you've got to put him out there and you got to see what he can do. Your season's pretty well lost at this point. I don't really – yeah, Dennis just said doubtful to return. Well, that's a dream – Dream Crusher right in the 
first half for all the people that were uh, looking to get the Gibson bump today. Um, yeah, that's kind of just what I, the way I'm looking at it. You got to put him out there. You got to see what he's got and see if you can see what you have and make an evaluation. I think the real problem is can you really stomach paying Carson Wentz that much money to be a backup? And if not, I don't see how you find anyone that's willing to take that contract on with the way way he's looked. So, I mean, the only reason I could see him not wanting to commit is he doesn't want to open a Pandora's box that he can't do anything with for two years. The the one way I could see why they would commit to Jalen Hurts if if he's good is because as we talked about with um who was it we're just talking about a quarterback who's got a pretty big cap hit as well golf Goff. yes they're going to be sitting there on your back uh, on your bench and you're paying them in Wentz's sake for fifty nine or thirty six million next year but you have Jalen Hurts on a rookie contract. So in the end, it's really not hurting your books at that much because you're still getting, it's not like you had to go out and then pay another quarterback. You've got him on that rookie contract. And by the time it'll be time to pay Jalen Hurts, you'll be able to get out of that Carson Wentz contract. So I I don't know. I still think Carson Wentz is talented. We, we had this discussion a couple weeks ago. He, the way he played a couple last year with all those wide receivers that nobody had even heard of, and, and it was all because that offensive line was so. That offensive line has not looked healthy at all. I think you can argue that the play calling has been really bad this year. I mean, I like a lot of players on that team. Miles Sanders is one of the best players on your team. How you only give him 10 touches in the entire game is beyond me, especially when you were in that game for the most part. It's not like it was 30 to 3 Sanders, the Ertz, entire game. Yeah, like I, I just so – I, I, there's a lot of issues with Philly. I'll be interested to see what they do in the offseason because obviously we talked about it, uh, I think, last week. There's a lot of rumors that Rosen's probably going to be gone. Doug Peterson may be on his way out as well. With the new guy coming in, does he want Carson Wentz? Does he want to go with Jalen Hurts? We'll, we'll see what happens. There's there's definitely a lot more questions than it seems answers right now in Philly, and that, that'll be something we'll be paying attention to. Will they put in Hurts full-time? For the Packers side here, Rodgers, 23 points, Jones, 23, Devontae Adams, 34, and Bobby Tanyan, 13. Uh, what do you think of Aaron Jones' long-term future there? We've seen him kind of been in and out with Jamal Williams. We saw a lot of Jamal Williams yesterday, too, but Aaron Jones gets that nice big run, which I thought was awesome, too. He had uh, Bakhtiari running all the way down the field to help find, with those final blocks to get Jones in the end zone. Uh, a good game for Jones in this one. I think he just brings a different dimension, uh, you know, as a, as a runner uh, and it's on a different level. There was a lot of talk, you know, in the early part of the season that seemed to be close to some kind of agreement to bring him back. It's going to be a question to me, um, you know, do they want to pay him? Are they going to bring him back? I think that offense is better with Aaron Jones. I think he, Aaron Jones has been good in that offense. I think with Jones, Rodgers, and uh, Adams as a core, uh, the fact that they haven't developed any really incredible stud weapons around them has still been enough to get them to where they're, you know, their game back of having home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The question is whether they're going to pay him or not. And Green Bay has resisted some of those things in the past. I think that they should do it if only for like, you know, it depends too on what, what Jones is looking for in terms of length. 
but I think you know their win now window is this season and probably a couple more seasons with Rodgers, and then you're looking at doing something something else. But they've still been so good, it would be kind of a disappointment to me to break up the band. And we haven't seen enough from AJ Dillon to feel good about that. Uh, yeah. Jamal Williams, I is a fine fill-in, fine complimentary back. I don't know that I see him as being the same level as Jones as being the guy. So then are you searching, trying to hit a home run with draft picks, which hadn't exactly happened? It would make the most sense that they keep him, that both both sides work out a work out some kind of an agreement, but it's the NFL and what makes sense doesn't always come into play. Yeah. Uh, um I honestly don't even know. I, I well, I shouldn't say that. I don't. I think they should re-sign him. The biggest thing, what we don't know, is what you just mentioned there. We don't know what kind of contract he's going to ask for. If he asked for like something up there with Derek, well, see, I don't think Derek Henry ended up actually getting that big of a contract. No, and I could see like a, something in the Mixon range because you know yeah. I don't think Mixon's contract was. It's not killer. no, it's not massive. If he asks for something up there like Zeke's range, which I'm gonna be honest, I feel like he deserves that. But running backs, I I, I think the next one that's gonna get that is Barkley. Cook got one as well. I, I think that's Barkley because I don't even as much as I hope the Browns pay Chubb, I don't even think Chubb gets a contract like that. So if Aaron Jones is smart about it and gets a good contract that I I mean, I think he deserves to get paid. I think he'll go somewhere if the Packers don't re-sign him, but I'm with you. I, I think I think they should because as good as Jamal Williams has looked this year, I, I don't think that him or uh, why am I forgetting Dylan, AJ, AJ Dillon, Dillon. Are, are anywhere close to what Aaron Jones on, brings that offense. AJ Dillon's another one I'd like to check back in on. He went on the COVID yeah. list I feel yeah. like three or four weeks ago. We have not. Heard oh, it's been longer back. than that. And yeah, he's it's been a while. Remained on the COVID. Yeah, that's right. It was before the 49er game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a long. He's remained time on the COVID yeah. list. I mean, how is he doing? You know, I thought about that the other day. Uh, all right, I guess we have to technically talk about this game. The 49ers uh, shut out the Chargers in this one, 45 to nothing. Cam Newton, 23 points. Damian the Patriots Harris, shut out the Chargers. Yeah, is that not what I said to say the Chargers? You said the 49ers. Yeah, same difference, I guess. Harry, nine points. And in case you guys were wondering, the Patriots defense scored 38 in my league, so they had a phenomenal game. Uh, Nikhil Harry finally does something. Are you selling him if you own him or if you roster him? Gosh, if he can. Um, it was nice to see him come back from the dead, I guess, to get something going. The Patriots look like they're about to get uh, Julian Edelman back, they said, for the stretch run. A couple weeks ago, New England looked like you left them for dead. You know, they lost at home to Denver. They got blown out, kind of. Then they they beat Baltimore. They've had, they beat Arizona. They just decimated a Chargers team that had looked like one of the best offenses in football. It feels like they're making kind of that December run. A lot of people uh, a month ago were saying Brady kind of won the Brady versus Belichick thing. It looked like he was going to have a much better record and much better position. The way they're tracking now, they're only one game apart. I wouldn't be surprised based on schedules if the Buccaneers and the Patriots end up with largely the same record. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. If you can sell, if if you can sell a high on Harry, go for it. I, I've never been in on him anyway, so I, I don't. I doubt you'll be able to get anything for him. Herbert four points, Eckler ten, Keenan Allen nine. Herbert finally stumbles. Uh, is this it for Anthony Lynn as a Chargers head coach? 
So to me, the surprise today wasn't that a coach got fired. It was just that it was the Jets defensive coordinator who should have gotten a medal and not Anthony Lynn, who she got I, I mean, they they got their butts handed to them in all three phases of the game. And it's not been a great season. And we've seen the Chargers play well enough offensively that they could be a six or seven win team at this point in time and just managed to find ways to lose them. And I feel like it's been that way for the last couple of years. I like Anthony Lynn. He seems like a great guy. This team is not playing for him and they are not reaching their potential with him. And I think that, you know, whether it's before the end of the season or during the off season, the chargers are going to have to move on and make some kind of a change and look toward that kind of future with uh, Justin Herbert. So uh, after that, we will move on to the uh, the saddest game for me of uh, the weekend, which was the Chiefs uh, and the Broncos. Chiefs take it uh, 22 to 16. Um, Denver, I tell you, they always get your get your hopes up if you're a fan. Led uh, led all the first half um, and then took took leads uh, for a while, but uh, in the end, the Chiefs just a little bit too much. Uh, Locke puts up uh, 10.9 points. Uh, Melvin Gordon had a nice 63 yard run, had over 100 yards, finishes with 15 points, and then Tim Patrick puts a couple of touchdowns, finishes with 20 points. Uh, to lead the Broncos. Patrick has uh, had a pretty nice uh, run this season so far at, at wide receiver. Um, I've seen a lot of people asking, you know, should is he a guy we should be stashing in Dynasty? I, as a Denver fan, I like Tim Patrick. I've liked him for the last couple of years. My question would probably be about his role long-term in Denver. Um you know, or if he ends up going somewhere else, you know, does he does he come out? He's had some nice moments. Cortland Sutton obviously will be back next year. Figure he's going to be the number one. They drafted Jerry Judy in the first round. Hamler, the second round pick, they've been trying to get involved. I like Tim Patrick. I don't know if I think he has an incredibly high upside future. I could be wrong. Um, but, I, you know, I think that's a tough – proposition i've seen some people you know would you trade a first for him i definitely would not i wouldn't even trade a second probably if i can get him for a third and i can stash him i will i just don't know that he does has super defined role yeah so really quick on the on the chargers for me i do think that's the end for for anthony lynn uh you know i brought this up i think last week when we talked about it i, I thought with the way that he gave up four leads of over 16 points, which I know is not technically him, but the way his offense has been, he's been very conservative, not going for wins that uh, in multiple games against really good teams, such as the chiefs saints. Uh, there was somebody else as well. Uh, what happened? Just turn the TV off. Oh, I don't care anymore. I already lost. So it doesn't matter. I was down 26 points anyways. So Deontay Johnson is now asking Ben Roethlisberger, I think how you catch a football. He's like, yeah. Showing his hands, he's like, "Do you, nice. do you please?" Is it, yeah, I'm just. Mike, Mike, Tom, Mike Tomlin just gave a death stare. Those wide receivers might get killed at halftime. Uh, so and on to uh, on Patrick. Yeah, I'm actually like Tim Patrick. I'm with you. I don't know how much I pay for him, but he's been more impressive than Jerry Judy, kind of by a lot, in my opinion. And and I, I, I don't know if it's. I, I'm not trying to say that he's a better prospect than Jerry Judy because I 
Jerry, I'm going to say the same thing for Jalen Rager. It's been a weird year. This offense has been beat up. Jerry Judy was forced into a role he was not supposed to have with Cortland Sutton being out on the field. So I'm not trying to say Tim Patrick is better than Jerry Judy, but I do think he could be the third wide receiver on that team. And if that offense gets anything going next year, whether it's with Drew Locke or a new quarterback, I, I wouldn't say that he's not fantasy relevant. I, I, I mean, Hey, there you go. That was a great catch by Johnson right there. Great catch. All right. Uh, anyway, so yeah. I'm... Okay, but so hard I, to say because I I'm think most of his value Jerry comes Judy. without Cortland Sutton being in there. That's the thing. The coverage they were had better coverages for Jerry Judy, but also Drew Lock. Man, every one of his shit passes was a. Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm gonna th- throw it at Jerry Judy and blame him. Yeah, is what it felt like. Uh, and part of it could be Locke probably has more chemistry with Tim Patrick because they've been there for a couple of uh, a couple of seasons. But I like Tim Patrick. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know. You know, when you're talking about making dynasty bets and risking especially with what we've talked about with this 2021 class. I don't know if I feel second round pick Tim Patrick. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if I feel no. you're, it's not putting it up against, Hey, I, I think he's trash. It's putting it up against, do I think there's going to be a prospect that ends up better? I mean, even in this draft that we last saw Antonio Gibson, I got him late second, early third. Would I rather have Tim Patrick than him? I, I would not. And, and so at this stage, when you're, you know, maybe post draft, when you're looking at where your picks are and who you're realistically going to get, and maybe you have more information on the off off season, I'm looking at. But I, I saw some guys today; they were trying to decide. Maybe I'd be curious your take. Would you rather make a move to get Tim Patrick or Michael Gallup in Dynasty? I said I would move to get Gallup because I think he's a better prospect, and I think there's a chance he goes someplace that knows how to use him or Dallas figures out its offense see as much as i like gallup i think i'd actually go patrick he's proven it like what gallup's had half a good season and that's it and i like gallup but he's been in a better offense with a better quarterback half a good season no because he was good at times last year he was good two years ago i had him in a i had him in a chance to three p and if case keenum didn't suck i would have like i my thing was last year he caught so as a uh, in his first year he got 23 for 317 last year he caught 16 passes for 218 and zero touchdowns come on Deontay get in the end zone 11 games this year 11 starts he's caught 40 for 607 and five touchdowns I yeah because they use him as a deep threat he's had a decent season Gallup. Gallup, no, they the, use as a deep those, those are Tim Patrick's stats. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You said he had a good year last year. He had 16 receptions for 218 yards and no touchdowns last year. 200 yards on 16 receptions isn't bad. For a season. They also had Joe Flacco as their quarterback most of the year. I mean, but right? And then Brandon Allen and who else? But Come Patrick- on, he's wide open! Patrick was out at the beginning. Let's go! Let's go, Deontay. All right, all right. I'm feeling better. 
Here we go. This is what I needed. It's coming up. Let's go, Deontay. Hey, Deontay, do everything oh, you can. No, it back? He only falls short by one point this week instead of four. Hey, I still, have, make him feel I still have Zeke tomorrow night. So let's go. Yeah, all I need is if all I need is one out of Zeke tomorrow, I'm feeling pretty damn good because I'm expecting four. They must have called it back or said it was incomplete. A flag, illegal man down the field. Are you fucking kidding me? No, they're not. I'm done. Anyway, I'm the game let's uh, I'm let's done. move on to Kansas City. Where Mahomes nineteen, Bell seven, Hill fourteen, Kelsey twenty-seven. Ceh was active, didn't play. All right, guys, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Fuck this shit. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I didn't expect Ceh to play. They had talked about. Um, they had said earlier in the day, or I believe it was Schefter who said earlier in the day that that he was really sick and that they weren't expecting him to play. Of course, Eric Ebron gets a touch. Oh, I, no, I mean, the the ones that I saw in the morning were that he had been really sick, but they expected him to be active and a part of the game. Yeah, that's what the and, beat reporters were saying. Schefter did not say that. Schefter said that he was expected to be active, but they were they he was not expecting him to play. Yeah, I mean, I still think it's a. It I reminds mean, me a little bit. Was it Leonard Fournette that that we had earlier in the year where that happened? Possibly. Oh, trust me, it's it, it's not for my table. That's now got indentures in it because I'm getting pissed off. I need Deontay so bad to come up big in this one. He's kind of, no, he's not going to him anymore. No, he went to. Uh, hey, pool. that's the first down though, right? Forward yeah. progress. Forward progress. Give him the first down. Quick hit. They did. Deontay. It's first and goal. Well, I remember. Uh, I'm, I'm behind. I'm behind. Remember, I'm behind. YouTube TV. All right. Anyways. Oh, there you go. Me. Touchdown, Deontay Johnson. Really? Let's go. I need this, Deontay. 20 points, Deontay. I need that from you tonight. Let's make this happen. Let's get Maddie B back in the playoffs. I deserve it. I've been hey, shit on all year. That when he was holding his hands and asking if this is how you catch a ball and Ben was looking at him, that was the boost he Let's needed look. to be able to catch a ball. Let's look how much I'm behind now. I'm going to torture myself by looking at this score all night long. Down 16. Okay. Okay. I'm feeling good. Oh, you need 16 more from him alone? No, from him and oh. Zeke. 16 from him and Zeke. What I, I would needed, like to say that that seems doable, but I've seen well, Ezekiel Elliott. I'm only lately. hoping for, I only need four from Zeke. That's all I'm asking for from Zeke. Hey, look, I went in. I was like, look, Deontay, I need like a 24-point game from you. That's all I need. And that puts me in. Of course, he has Ebron going. That's the biggest issue right now. And Ebron's uh-huh. already got him five points. That's what jumped him up because it was a lot closer. But he's already got five points out of That's right. I was playing Antonio Gibson and Raheem Mostert against Ebron needed to make up seven points. And I'm not feeling good about that right now. Yeah. Damn it, man. All right. I just, I need this win guys. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Sorry. I'm so see, I think it's a bummer that that happened with CEH. Yeah. I, guess I mean, it was even, even I if just, they were saying that there's nothing you can do. If you know, if you hear CEH is going to play, you're going to put him in You're because you're expecting him to, it is. Also, what it is. I feel like the, the running game in general is, terrible for the chiefs lately because Le'Veon bell pretty much had it all to himself last night he gave you seven points he wasn't spectacular catching or running and i don't some people said it looked because he looked slow i guess i thought he was patiently looking for a hole to open that that hardly ever did denver's defense played pretty well um but kansas city seems to have just gone into the all pass all the time lately um you know mahomes has been on a tear 
300 plus the last five games, 400 yeah. plus a couple of those games. And when, if I had Hill and Kelsey, I might not care if I could run the ball either. Yeah, I mean, hey, and I, I don't want to toot our own horn here, but all of us kept saying that we did not think he was going to be that good this year because of the way that offense is and everything. So I, I am with you, though. I mean, if, if you saw anybody saying he was going to play or if you heard he was going to be active, if you didn't have anybody to put in at that point anyways, you're going to play him because you're expecting him to have a good game. It sucks. It's one of those things where, let's be honest, there's a lot of players that let us down this week. I mean, shit, some idiot forgot to swap DeAndre Swift out of his lineup and pretty sure we knew about him not playing Saturday. So it is what it is, unfortunately. All right. That will do it for us today before I get myself in trouble by saying things I shouldn't as I'm already cursing and everything with this game going on. Matt and myself will be back tomorrow. We will recap the Steelers and Washington football team game. Almost said it. Almost said it. Caught myself right at the last second. And the Bills and 49ers game as well. We'll talk waiver wires and probably do some kind of preview or at least talk a little bit about Ravens-Cowboys, which we will see Tuesday. Is it Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday night? No, it's in the evening. It says it's uh, 7.15 Eastern, so I think it's 5-something because it's replacing – uh, the Thursday night football game from the week yeah. before. So we actually, we just get two Monday, one Tuesday, uh, an off day Wednesday, one Thursday back kind of on the wagon. Uh, you know, our wives will not be pleased, but well, it is what your it wife, is. My wife's not here, so I'm good. I, she's never here anyway. So my wife already happen. told me Tuesday night football isn't a thing that doesn't exist. And I'm like, well, they're going to be playing a game. So I guess we'll see where the TV lands tomorrow. Yeah. And I know it's going to land on the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, you know, that's all right. That's where, that's where you pull up. I'm telling you, man, YouTube TV, it's a life changer. Life changer. Just put it up on your phone. Oh, <laughs> so beautiful. And then go back to your phone. All right. Anyway, so we will catch you guys again tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of the game. Deontay, let's get two more touchdowns, baby. Let's secure the bag for old Matty. Three for Juju. I would be fine with that. Three for Please Juju. Please no. If Juju gets three touchdowns, there won't be a podcast tomorrow because I will be breaking things all over my house. All right. We'll be back only, tomorrow, guys. Only two for Juju. Two for two more for Deontay. Zero. Zero for Juju. Right. Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head.